podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Footballers Season 2, Episode 1. And I am joined by some familiar faces, Steve Stokes, Matt Lamborn, and Right Foot. First, I want to bring in Matt. It's been a little while. Matt, how are you and how have you finished your FIFA 21 season? Same as everyone, I think. I think we've all pretty much got every card worth owning in the game now. It was a nice uh, way to finish the season with the EA slot machine working actually in your favour for a change. So that was pretty wild, but I've finished today with the SBC about to close. I've still got about 20 packs to open, but nothing I can actually pack. So go figure. But uh, it was good. Good way. And EA showing a nice side to their character for once. That was cool. Mm, yeah. Just took a long vacation and went to Disney. We were waiting in line to ride rides. And the whole time I was waiting in line, I figured I would make good use of these SBCs and just grind the piss out of them. So we got Hullet done and uh, Eusebio and still have yet to pack a 99 from those SBCs. But I, th- I see some people have. So GG's if you have. It's, it's not easy. Steve, how are you today, man? I'm good, yeah. FIFA 21, Schmifa 21. I, I uninstalled it a while ago. I, I want to kind of get away from that muscle memory as much as I can for the old game. Get prepared, get fresh, ready for FIFA 22. Uh, absolutely amped. Can't wait for it. It's, uh, it's like FIFA Christmas, isn't it? We're kind of lucky. And as FIFA players, we get two Christmases. We get the one in December and we get the one uh, in September as well. So can't wait. Can't wait for it to drop. Can't wait for early access. Can't wait to uh, to get my club rolling again. Yeah, makes sense. And last but not least, the man who will not be spending FIFA points because he's got a FIFA currency tree in his backyard. Right foot, how are you? I am very good, yeah. Yeah, I'm still ticking away with FIFA 21, but just can't wait for 22 to get rolling now. Hey, Paul, I got a question for you, man. How is that Gwendoosie upgrade treating you? Oh, don't even get me started. And I know it's a week before FIFA 22, but upgrade the fucking card. Like, give us a showdown and wait till the new game releases, then you'll upgrade it. Good fucking job, you dickheads. Yeah, it's been a week. Coming in hot. The the amount of time it takes to upgrade has been insane all year. Yeah. Well, good thing is, that's the last we're ever going to speak about FIFA 21, because now we're, like Steve said, we're on to FIFA 22. But real quick, before we get into this, Steve, you want to take us through what we can expect this year regarding the Foot Academy and the new Footballers Discord integration? Yeah, we've we've migrated the uh, the Discord from the Foot Academy to conjoin it with the Footballers Discord, so that people can basically stay in touch with us, whether they are a member of the the Patreon or not. You know, we can we can still have that interaction. Obviously, there are going to be certain sections that are only open to people who are supporters of the Patreon. But yeah, it's uh, it's hopefully more inclusive and big things. Really excited about what's going to come with the the Patreon this year. Last year, um, all the success as it was the learning curve so you know we'll pick up on the on the knowledge that we've gained from that we'll we'll add things we'll remove things we'll tweak things and uh it's going to be bigger better and uh yeah really excited i I can't wait for the game to drop can't wait to learn it to to figure out the mechanics see what works what doesn't work things like the uh the pace upgrades to center backs see how they play out which i'm sure we'll get into later but yeah i I, as i've said it seems a long time ago now but as i said the last time we recorded i anticipate that the FIFA 22 is going to be quite massively different from 21, so uh, a lot to get stuck into and a lot to uh, to hopefully help people out with in the in the Patreon. And building on the footballer side of things, we're going to be doing two episodes a week, one standard format, 
such as this one. And then we're also going to be doing the Coach and the Pro session featuring Steve and Connor Wolf. So that's something else you can look forward to, which to get access to the second bonus episode, you'll be, I think it's the first tier in the Patreon. I'm not sure what the pricing is going to be on that, but it's going to be very cheap, very affordable just to help us keep things going on, on the editing and publishing in. But we appreciate all the, the listeners and continued support. To strip it down, it's, it's basically um, if, if you're not in the in the Patreon, you'll still get one episode per week, which will be rotated. So you'll either get the standard format, which we're doing now, or you'll get the uh, the coach and the pro show. So there's going to be something for everybody. And we've, it's time to sort of knuckle down and get serious, I think, at this point. I think uh, over the past few weeks where FIFA 21's been in that sort of fun stage the pods kind of reflected that but i think that it's it's time to uh to double down focus in a bit and uh and take fifa 22 quite seriously because this is the uh it's the nuts and bolts of it when the game first drops this is where we need to understand the the new mechanics it's where uh we need to dish the advice you know and that's very much the the idea behind the the coach and the pro show where we can just hone in and, and give people good solid gameplay advice and improve their game as quickly as we can stay tuned indeed First thing I want to talk about this week, it's pretty much been all over the social media space and all over the Twitter sphere, ratings reveals. We've been getting tidbits throughout the last few weeks. We just got some more today. Matt, I want to start with you. What do you think they got right and wrong on these reveals? I mean, there's some things that are just drastically different from last year, specifically center backs. What are your thoughts on these these pace changes? Because that's where most of the uh, the bigger changes have come in. Yeah, I think that's what everyone's most interested in for the first couple of weeks, pace specifically, because that's what every starter team is generally built around. How much pace per gold coin, essentially, are you going to get on a per-player basis to, to ram into your team? So we're looking for, for cheap bargains or instances where some premium players have, uh, at least in terms of rating, have received boosts that make them more usable. And it seems like they've slowed down some of the, the premium high-rated players like your Ronaldo's Messi's are a little bit slower than they, they have been in previous years, whether that just comes of age or, or they've deliberately taken that decision for a gameplay reason because they're going to be so good in, in other ways. Ronaldo especially is just an out-and-out finisher in this game uh, and less of a pacey dribble wizard than he has been in previous years. But yeah, it seems a little bit imbalanced in terms of some of the areas where they've applied more pace, like we've we've discussed before we came on the air about Skriniar from, from Inter. He needed to be faster than he was, but not much. And that kind of pace that he has now will make him relevant till you know, much further on into the game than he perhaps deserves to be, uh, given where he stands on the world football stage, I think. And then other players have been dramatically slowed down. He perhaps shouldn't have been. And I think one of the, the strangest things... That, that stood out to me in my, my limited time going through the, the player reveals is someone like Lucas Hernandez has gone from being a, a usable starter centre-back to a completely junk left-back. Just seems very odd choice to do that. So it's going to be interesting to see where people find the areas where their coins can go the most in the first couple of weeks, but people are up and down all over the place. And I, I don't think it's, it's necessarily an accurate reflection of where certain players in certain leagues are. Some leagues seem to be very pace friendly and others have been very pace reductive. So I guess it's all dependent on which member of EA personnel are responsible for those leagues and how they feel about things. But yeah, it, do, it doesn't seem uniform across the board. It seems very subjective, which I don't think is a good thing, but uh, only time will tell. I think it's the first year where EA have actually adverted to separating out different leagues and 
basically doling out stats on a per league basis. And the, the, the one that really got me was, was when it was revealed that, um, Pepe, Pepe, the, uh, the Portuguese centre back who is 38 years old, he's actually, he's got a higher pace rating than Trent Alexander Arnold. I mean, you, you, you expect a little bit of give and take in, in these ratings, but some things are beyond the pale and that just seems bizarre. Yeah. I mean, it was a pretty massive upgrade for a 38-year-old center back. Paul, what do you think about this? I think Bizarre pretty much sums up the ratings we've had this week. You know, we've we've all complained about center backs not being fast enough and there were people, you know, the they seem to have fixed the putting full backs at center back uh, by nerfing the, that but <laughs> like you say give a 38-year-old a ridiculous pace and then you look at some of the like legitimately some of the fastest players in world football and the 62 pace, you know. We talked about the Rudiger one earlier. It's, it is just bizarre. I mean, Pepe is, you know, another example of the cross to the to the Premier League. Pepe is faster than, than Antonio Rudiger? Really? I mean, Rudiger bit on it and actually put out a tweet saying, uh, let me quote, come on, EA Sports FIFA, 35.8 kilometres an hour top speed on the pitch and only 75 pace in FIFA 22. What do I need to get around 90 pace? And there's no way that Pepe's top speed is 35.8 kilometres per hour. It's just, it's not realistic. Um, the, the, the thing, I don't know what you guys think about this, but what it triggers in me is the idea that perhaps kind of it rings an alarm bell in the sense that have they perhaps not actually balanced the game that well and this is their get out of jail free card that they're just going to boost the uh the pace ratings of center backs certainly that's what it suggests to me yeah well we talked about the explosive sprint you know i'm using air quotes explosive sprint feature that they added and i did feel it in the beta of course we were still playing with cards from the previous game's rating so it's going to be interesting to see how they act once we get these these upgrades on a lot of these defenders. But the Rudiger thing, I was looking at a report from the US Sun. It's a media outlet that covers soccer in the United States, but they ranked the 10 fastest players in real life. And Rudiger came in at number seven. This isn't just defenders. This is, he's the seventh fastest player in the Premier League, only to be beaten by Patrick Banford, Ismailia Saar, Nathan Tella, Wilfred Zaha, Adama Troyare, and Adam Armstrong. We've, we've kind of touched on this in previous pods, but how they do their data collection and their player analysis, I think they hire scouts to do these, but um, they, need to, they need to hire some better scouts. I'm just saying. I mean, I can, I can do this for my living room TV. This is, this is kind of back to the point that I was making a moment ago. I don't think for one minute that, that anybody with even a basic understanding of football is going to say that Pepe is faster than, than Trent Alexander-Arnold. So this isn't something, I don't think we can pin this on the scouts. I think this is some sort of directive, for want of a better word, that's come down from EA. And it's, it's, it seems like it's some sort of necessity in order to, uh, to balance the game. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Well, we did get a huge Pitch Notes article yesterday with lots to unpack. First thing that I want to go into here is let's cover early access real quick. Just give people the dates. So early access will be out 22 September. I'm guessing it's going to be 6 p.m. UK. Unless anybody knows anything different. It's, it's normally 6 p.m., isn't it? Regarding early access, Paul, 
Take us through, let's say somebody who wants to start a road to glory or somebody who doesn't want to spend on FIFA points. What should they be doing during these 10 hours? Should they be grinding the market during the 10 hours or should they be doing that on the web app? I would think the web app. Yes, yes. I would not be doing any sort of trading or any sort of even squad building on the console and wasting your 10 hours. I'd be doing all that on the app and keep your your console time for strictly gameplay because you've got, you know, 10 hours and those 10 hours are, are precious. And it is just a matter of getting on there, grinding, getting our... I think we'll get our welcome backpacks that day, will we? Open those, not on console. You don't need to see the flare. Just open them on the app. Don't waste the time. Get those coins in. And there's also going to be a, uh, according to the pitch notes, there's a limited time early access live foot friendly where you can compete for pack rewards. So if you're wanting to maximize your entertainment slash rewards, it might be a good thing to check out that live foot friendly once it is available. Matt, will you be doing a road to glory this year or will you be doing a pay to win account like myself? Right. So I've got a a question for you guys in order to answer that question. Mm. Would you define somebody who gets the ultimate edition and gets some freebie packs with that as a road to glory or not. Yes. I'd say that is a road to glory. That's what I'm doing then. So it's not like a, a bare bones road to glory, but yeah, I'm not buying any FIFA points. I'm just whatever I get with my special edition is my, my currency and I'll trade up from there basically. This is something that crossed my mind some time ago and I actually put out a poll on Twitter to let Twitter decide because obviously Twitter is all wise and it came back saying that uh, it's okay that is technically still a road to glory I think uh, otherwise you're you're kind of you're being not quite punished but you're being I don't know judged for for just buying the ultimate edition and wanting early access you know there's there's no other way around it if you want early access you're going to get the 4,600 FIFA points and let's be honest nobody's just going to sit there with 4,600 FIFA points throughout the entire game cycle and not spend them so you you're kind of damned if, if you look at it in the sense that it's not going to be an RTG if you if you use those 4,600 FIFA points. They are basically the equivalent of the, the free packs that you used to get for, for, for ordering early access anyway, really. So uh, I, I don't see it as being a problem. I think anybody who does is, is being puritanical to the point of being picky. Well said, sir. Thank you. Paul, going back to, um, to the Road to Glory, let's say... I'm using these 4,600 FIFA points that I got from Ultimate Edition, and I pack, like, say, a Virgil van Dyke or a Raphael Varane, day one, early access, first hour. Should I hold this card, or should I sell it immediately? Hold it. Hold, hold, hold. How long? Just I, I, What I would do is keep hold of it, use it in my team, let everybody get on the game, let all these coins flood onto the game, because we've got to remember, these FIFA points are coming on the 28th, I think, are they with the Ultimate Edition? So on that day, we've got a flood of coins, a flood of supply as well, but a flood of coins. Hold him, hold him, hold him. Even until the first weekend league or two, maybe just, it's just going to keep rising. And I think you've got to remember as well, when we're talking about supply, the, you know, the way that these packs are stacked, the supply is going to be overwhelmingly of the bad cards that, you know, that, that aren't Varan, that are much less usable than Varan. Varan is still going to be a rarity in the early days. So, uh, absolutely good advice from Paul. Now, what about your cards like, let's say, Fred? a serviceable midfielder that's going to be more valuable in the early days than the later days. To me, I would want to offload those cards sooner rather than later, just because like Steve said, once the supply kicks in, Fred might maybe, let's say hypothetical, a 5K card, a 10K card, two weeks from now, he's going to be a 2K card, 3K card. 
and and that's a lot. You know, early on in FIFA, three thousand coins is 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 big. It is, yeah. I think those type of cards after that first sort of you know people using them in the starter teams, people's next flux influx of coins, they're going to want to offload those cards and an upgrade. So with the people offloading and the big bunch of supply on the twenty eighth, they're just gonna you know they're just gonna plummet. The last two cycles, I've kind of studied when players kind of peak these these base cards, and it usually happens somewhere around the UCL road to the final promotion. So midway through that promotion is when the the rare gold cards kind of hit their peak, and that was true last year as well, even with the massive influx of coins, and it was the same trend in FIFA 20. So I'm going to stick to that for my get out of the market, you know, try to maximize my profit and wait for a dip, but. Everybody can listen to Paul's advice. He's been doing this way longer than I have, and and he's given me lots of great advice going forward in the trading side of things. So, Steve, you're going to be running your Road to Glory account this year. What are you looking to do when you get started with early access in the first days of foot? Yeah, I, I, I think that there are the, the, the few things that we can do to, to maximize the, the potential in the early days, um, which you wouldn't ordinarily think of. One of the things that, uh, that I definitely recommend people do is when you first start your account, you'll be given the option to select a particular nation, normally something like English, Brazilian, French, what have you, blah, blah, blah. And people often just dive in there and, and select any old thing. I'd strongly recommend that people choose the English nation simply for the fact that, how to describe it, is you've basically got the English nation spread across far more leagues. So you've got English players in the Premier League, Championship, League One, League Two, League Three. And the reason behind that is that when it comes to completing the SBCs, which you should definitely do on an RTG, the um, the basic and I think the intermediate SBCs, you're going to come up against one of them where you're going to need players from one nation, but in different leagues. And you're, you're definitely going to give yourself a better chance by selecting England in your, your opening pack. So that's one little tip. Second tip, which I've already covered, make sure that you do those SBCs because the cards that you get will be tradable. And, you know, even if they're just trash and you can discard them, you're still going to be uh, giving yourself a bit of an advantage on the coin front there. Get in there and make sure that you do all of the starter objectives. Get every pack that you possibly can. And I would also say to people, stay away from from Div Rivals. I I think that your time will be better spent playing squad battles, which I'm sure will send a lot of people running to the walls to start climbing them immediately. But realistically, I mean, don't be skewed by last year. Last year was a one-off where we got these massive coin boosts from from qualifying for Div Rivals. That's not going to be the case this year. So let's forget about that. And we're going to be in a position where the people who are playing Div Rivals this year, I think, are going to be the, the real serious players. I think, you you know, everybody starts in Division 10 this year. So during the early part of the game, people who are grinding Div Rivals are going to be the decent players. I think that the value with starting an RTG this year is definitely going to be in squad battles. Get yourself those guaranteed packs on the Sunday and that will set you up quite nicely. When you're playing squad battles, for goodness sake, start on a level where you know you're going to win. You, you don't want to waste one single match. You don't want to waste one single minute in a game that you're going to lose and, and not maximise your return. So err on the side of caution, find your level, and for my money, your best value is going to be in squad battles. Yeah, and that's assuming we, we haven't seen this, um, this live foot friendly, which may have some decent rewards, but that's yet to be seen. So if you do get bored and you want a little more excitement, you could always switch over and allocate some more time to get additional packs 
in the friendly, combine that with squad battles, and you could come away with quite a few packs for 10 hours. And 10 hours doesn't seem like a lot of time, but I mean, 10 hours is, is a pretty good amount of time if you just strictly stick to gameplay, log on only to play, like Paul said, stick to the web app. But even, even if that's the case, Hunter, you're going to get the squad battles rewards on the Sunday. So you could happily build your squad from the squad battles rewards on Sunday, then go into the foot friendly on uh, Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and you can still take advantage of the uh, the foot friendlies, but you can go into it with a better squad as a result of picking up your squad battles rewards on the Sunday. Imagine how cool it would be if the community came together to do golden goal for this live foot friendly. It's bound to happen, right? Save yourself some time. Imagine. It happened quite organically last year, so why not? Yeah. But I've got a little tidbit that I'd also like to share on that, and I'd be interested to hear what Riety's thoughts are on this. And this is when you're putting together starter squads, or particularly when you go for that first significant upgrade from your starter team, if you're buying players who have Champions League variants and they cost the same or only slightly more, always buy the Champions League variant because there's always going to be an objective or something like that that requires you to have them several throughout the year and usually a couple quite early on. And the value of those does skyrocket and takes people by surprise. But if you get in there first and build your team with those players, you'll be looking sweet. And there's certainly trading opportunities around those as well. Also as well, just to add to that, uh, if you get crap in, in any kind of pack at all, discard it, build your coins as much as you can. I'm sure Paul would, 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 would back this up. Get, get as many coins as you can as early as you can and, and buy those cards that are going to be meta that, that people are, are going to want when, when the game's fully released. You know, you've got to get as many coins as you can early doors. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think those, those non-rares that are not going to be used in the advanced SBCs, you know, list them up if they don't sell, quick sell them, get those coins in. And what I will be trying to do is building those coins as quick as possible and investing in those meta cards that have got a bit of rating about them that are only going to rise over the next few weeks. The sooner you're into those cards, invested in those cards, the better because they're only, you know, going to start rising. You know, we are going to get a lot of supply at some point, but I think the certain cards are going to keep. I wouldn't ask you to give specific examples, Paul, but um, when you're saying meta, just for, for people who, who may be fairly new to the game or what have you, what we're basically talking about is is cards like strikers that have got decent pace and, and good shooting or defenders, again, with good pace, maybe decent defending, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, those sort of cards. You know, we had Rashford types, um, Goretzka looks like he's got a mad card this year. Just cards that everybody's going to be looking to buy. You know, or on, that, on the lower scale, Triore, that kind of thing. Yeah, those are... Uh, maximum. Yeah, yeah, those sort of cards. Uh, the lower rating, the more they're going to drop when we get a chunk of supply. So be yeah. careful with that. But um, the higher rating is probably a little bit safe because they're packed a little bit less. Steve, what does meta stand for? Most effective tactic available, apparently. You know, Matt has his own meta. If you're a long-time listener yeah. to the show, you already know. But Matt goes against the grain. It's called Matt's uh, <laughs> entirely tiresome antics, basically. <laughs> Complete bullshit, but we have fun with it anyway. While we're on this topic, Matt, you're going to be uh, you're going to be streaming this year, right? That's the intention. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to I'm, I'm moving house as the game launches, so the timing couldn't be fucking worse. That's awful, unfortunately. But once I'm, I'm sort of in and, and settled, 
even though I'm going to have a terrible internet connection where I'm living, yeah, the idea is that uh, if I'm going to be playing it, I might as well stream it, right, and, and see what happens. So that's that's the plan. So uh, we shall see. And, uh, yeah, you'll get to watch me doing some peasant grinding early on and terrible, terrible gameplay and me running some dog shit teams that no one else would dare touch because uh, we'll, we'll have some fun with it. Don't oversell it, Matt. <laughs> I'm just being realistic. You know, I, I'm new to streaming. It's, it's not going to be great to begin with, but we'll try our best. We'll uh, try and make it work. You know, I'm a terrible streamer. doesn't matter. It's all about how much fun you have and in interacting with the community. So that's what I'm saying. That'll give, it'll give us a chance to come in and uh, troll. I mean, um, interact with you while you're playing and, <laughs> you know, support you in, in various ways. Revenge for all the time that he's come into our streams. Wow. Matt's always been good in the streams. I was good for your stream. What are you talking about? <laughs> These guys are very supportive. I don't, supportive, yeah. I support everybody. I just like to troll Steve because it's funny. I'm just grateful for the views. Paul, we've touched on Road to Glory, how to start one. This is really a question for everybody. I went with Paul, but he's probably got a better nose for the market. Somebody like myself who plans to, to spend... And I'm probably going to drop like 36,000 FIFA points right at the start. What's the best way to utilize those FIFA points? I think is open those packs early doors. If, you are, if you're a decent player, save some for drafts maybe, because I've heard rumors that drafts could potentially have better rewards this year. Uh, but get those coins in, open those packs, because at the beginning of the game, those cards that like a Dharma and those cards that are low rated... But in demand early on in for starter teams, you know, they're going to be 7, 8, 9, 10k. You're going to pack a few of those and get those um, get those coins in where, you know, unless further on in the game, I think if you save your FIFA points for then, those cards are going to be, you know, getting down towards discard. So my advice would be open those packs as, as soon as you can, really. Blast through your FIFA points. Save a few, maybe, but don't just get some coins in, get invested in those. Or not even invested, use some of those meta cards, get them in your team, use them, just watch them rise. You've got the advantage of having those coins in the bank, so to speak, then, haven't you? Uh, one thing that I'd like to add is that uh, it, it makes a lot of sense if you're going to run a pay-to-win account to, to front-load the FIFA points at the start of the cycle. Purely because there are less coins on the market, so you're basically going to get more bang for your buck. Players are going to be worth a lot more in the in the first few days, um, perhaps weeks. So um, the coins that you generate from from buying the FIFA points and opening the packs, that they're, they're going to carry a lot more value in the first few days, weeks of the game. So uh, that's definitely the advantage of of loading up early rather than spending your your FIFA points when it comes to a to a promotion. Definitely get them in early. Also, too, the uh, the web app is going to be available on the 22nd, the same day that the launch for early access comes out. But the companion app, the phone app, it won't be available until the day after the 23rd. So keep that in mind. If you're trying to um, open your packs, you're going to have to do it on a, on a computer or a Mac, PC, something of that nature. The uh, companion app won't be there. Moving on to the next topic, something that happens October 1st, one to watch. We got the pitch notes article yesterday. A lot of I say a lot of changes. It's just a different wording, but the format of which they're going to release these cards is a bit different from last year. They're going to have two different teams. The first team is going to come out October 1st, and on October 3rd, they're going to add three additional one-to-watch cards. So when you open your one-to-watch pack, it's going to be up to you based on what is already released. So if you open it October 1st, day one, you're limiting your ability to pack a certain card. 
Now, Team 2, the same thing's going to happen. So if you open it, when Team 2 first comes out, you're only going to be able to get the first 11. If you wait until three days later, you get three additionals, you'll be able to get one of all of the players. And if you wait until October 13th and onwards, you'll get a shot at getting somebody from both Team 1 and 2. So if you see somebody that's available in packs that you really want, you can kind of narrow down your your chances, we'll say, at getting the player that you want. I think I will probably wait and open it for Team 1 and 2 unless there's just somebody like that I've got to have. Matt, what do you think about when you would open yours? Um, I know from, from experience, I'll be overly keen and just want to open it immediately and try and get you know the most impact in the short term. Those early weeks are crucial for sort of building up not only your sort of coin base, but your sort of team confidence and having a direction for that first major team that you start building because it's all well and good saving packs for players that you would like to get, but you don't know if you're going to get them and you can then be sort of sent off the rails in terms of team building direction with what you do end up packing and it can be chaotic. So I tend to base off those initial packs that you get from various objectives or if you've had an ultimate edition, get some packs that way. I tend to focus my squad building around whatever the big cards I get from those packs are and sort of go from there. Um, but yeah, I'm very impatient. So uh, waiting for that second team drop isn't an option for me, unfortunately. You know that second team is going to be fired too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's how they get you to buy a few points that's, it. that's exactly it I've just seen today as well that the pack is actually going to be a pick mm. I've seen that on a, a leak from a few reputable sources today that that is going to be a pick which is which is great it's uh, you know to have a choice of however many even if it's a choice of three it's, it's good did this leak come from EA Sports FIFA no Hmm. came from weaver i think was the person who i'd seen have you guys noticed that so many twitter accounts tweeting leaks that have come from ea sports fifa (laughs) and people are eating that shit up steve when are you gonna open your one to watch back now you don't have it yet as soon as i get it so you're gonna open it october 1st yeah i'm pretty much the same as man i I think that it's uh You need some sort of direction with your team building. It's just all good and well saying, kind of adverting back to what Matt said. We we can have these ideas about the squad that we're going to build, but you're, you're going to be steered by, by whatever it is you pack. And th- this isn't necessarily advice. It's just the way that I'm going to run things. I, I would probably open the ones to watch early. And uh, based on whoever it is that comes out, I would probably start building my team around that. I, I think it's a good way of getting direction. Otherwise, you can just run around like a headless chicken, switching from leagues and nations and what have you. I think it's, it's a good way of, of getting some direction early on. Maybe we can hold them and open them on the next pod because it's going to be on a Friday, October 1st. I'm out. Can we have a little bit of discretion for like six hours or so? No. Can we all agree to that? No. I will. No, apparently not. Okay, I'll do it. I'll hold no. it. Unless Lukaku's in, if Lukaku's in team one, day one, I'm opening it right away. I'm sorry, guys. I have to. Me and Matt will post it on Twitter. Mm, good deal. Uh, anything else you want to add on one to watch before we move on? Other than it was a fucking scam last year. But. <laughs> yeah. I don't think my one to watch got upgraded last year at all. It was uh, Tenali. He's still the same as he was day one. Love that. But uh, this is some of the things that we discussed last year regarding team of the week we called for it we screamed about it and it looks like they finally heard the community but team of the week items got somewhat of an overhaul if the card is rated 80 below on their base item 
they'll receive performance-based boosts. Matt, what do you think about this this new addition? I think it's a step in the right direction, but I don't think it was what most people were anticipating or at least hoping for. Um, if you remember at the beginning of last year when there was a lot of good reasons to play friendlies, you know, objectives and whatnot that gave some decent rewards, there was some value in pacey, bad-leagued, inform, low-rated inform cards, and those will now be much more desirable than they were previously, therefore could be a lot more expensive and, and won't be um, discard price anymore. So there, there's there's pros and cons to what it is that they're doing, but I think it makes more cards more relevant in the game, particularly ones who you wouldn't necessarily um, see featured in a lot of teams over the course of the year. So I like the variety aspect of that. That said, we're still going to reach a point in the game with weekend league rewards and all that kind of good stuff where people are still going to be pissed off with what they're getting. Those boosts aren't going to be a good reward for most people. So whilst it adds a bit of spice into it in terms of making some players you wouldn't normally see a little bit more relevant, the main core problem remains that people won't be satisfied with the the rewards they were getting for the grind. I know it's less grindy this year. We'll have to see how that pans out. But generally speaking, I think the, the problem remains ever so slightly. Yeah. The new change is going to be, it says, featured team of the week items will be given larger boost, increasing their appeal in squad building. So basically, if somebody, let's say, is a 76 rated gold card, they'll get their first inform. And if they continue to win, um, I thought I saw something around the lines of if they win five out of 10 games in their in their respective league, they'll get a plus two. Is that right? That's for the one to watch. I think the uh, the featured team featured, of the week. That's the one. Um, every every week, EA will, or maybe every week. I'm not sure if it's every week. EA will pick somebody who's had a significant performance, and that player, if they are 80 rated and below, will get a double team of the week upgrade. Uh, so if somebody's 80 rated, they'll go up to. 85, 79 will go up to 84. Uh, so it's good, but it's going to be one card per team of the week. If they give it every week, I think they are going to give it every week. But you know, as Matt said, these boosts are going to be a one-off. That card might be an 85 and then that might be it for the rest of the year for that card. It's But it's a step in the right direction, as Matt has said. I have issues with it. I have a couple of issues with it. First of all, it's great. In, in the sense that it's going to make some of these lower rated cards more relevant, but, um, you know, it, it doesn't stop the, the sort of intermediate cards falling by the wayside. You know, what happens to the 81s, 82s that get a team of the week? They're still going to be irrelevant, you know, as, as the power curve increases. So it hasn't solved that problem. And I'm also curious to know, I mean, the, the example that was given when they were trying to explain how this is going to work was Jude Bellingham. What happens if, if he gets team of the week and and gets this this boost and then maybe a week or two later outperforms himself what happens then it did he, does his boosted card get a boost or do they just overlook him because they've painted themselves into a corner or i, I, I don't know it, a lot of it doesn't really I think it opens more questions than answers in, in a lot of ways but you know it's, it's a step in the right direction but it's not going to solve the uh the team of the week becoming irrelevant I would think that they would follow the usual format going forward. To me, if they didn't tell us anything about it, it's safe to assume that it's business as usual, I would think. But yeah, it's it's like you said, Steve, these these cards are going to be really good 
in the early days, but after the first few months, team of the week, for the most part, will be irrelevant unless you're on the, the God tier, if you will, like the CR7 Mbappe Neymar level. But um, we'll see what they do with this. There was a, a line put out by EA in this pitch notes about preseason rewards that you could earn from FIFA 21. You must log in to get these rewards by November 12th. And I think the reason for that is that's typically when they lower the cost of the game itself. So typically the game is like 60 bucks here in the United States and going into Thanksgiving and the Black Friday event, they always cut it by like 20 bucks or even cut it in half and they leave it at a lower price. So I think this is their way of getting the most money out of the game by making you purchase it before that price change. It's a good monetization strategy, I guess. But I mean, if you haven't logged in by November 12th, you really don't care about your foot 21 preseason rewards. Anyway, that's just how I see it. But what do you think? It, it really sucks to me in the sense that the way that this should be handled is that people are going to need these preseason rewards right at the get-go. So if, if we go back to what I was saying about if you're, for instance, trying to build a road to glory team, those preseason rewards are going to be so valuable when you're, you're first dying out with a bunch of bronze cards. And, and trying to grind your way through squad battles. If, if you could open those packs, get a few gold players in there, then it's going to be worth worth its weight in gold, so to speak. But if, if you're going to be getting them later in the game cycle, this just, you know, I mean, I, I did some of the pre-season rewards on the pretext that they would be dished out quite early in the game, thinking, you know, for that exact reason, well, if I'm, if I'm going to grind squad battles, that'll give me a bit of a leg up. But I, um, I think they've totally devalued them by saying that they're not going to be available until until a later point in the game. Well, it, it says they're going to be released by October 12th. But if you want to redeem them, you need to have logged in by November 12th. So you'll still get them within the first two weeks of the game. But it's like you said, it, you would want to get them day one, early access, October yeah. 1st. But totally. the fact that they said released by 12 October pretty much means they're going to be released on 12 October. That's how I see it. What do you think, Paul? I think by then, you know, if you've had early access, you've been playing the game for nearly three weeks. Most people's teams after three weeks are not bothered about these. I don't even know what the rewards were, but, you know, like Steve says, these can have a massive impact early on to your team in the first week. The longer the game goes on, the less of an impact they're having. But at least it's better than a an anchor chem style or whatever it was last year. So we're taking baby steps, but they're in the right direction. Better than a poke in the arse with a sharp stick. How the fuck would you know? But only just. You've been poked in the ass with a stick before? That's for the uh, the bonus podcast. All right. Nicely done. Matt, I, this is, is going to be a cynical take from me. I mean, it's not shocker, I know. But I think the reason why they're not going to release these things day one is kind of what you alluded to earlier. It's the FIFA point approach. If they give it to you day one and you pack, let's just say hypothetically, you pack Neymar or CR7, why do you need to go buy FIFA points? You can just sell them and build a nice squad and play FIFA for three months, not needing to spend any money. I think that's that's weighing on this decision. I, I don't think it's a, a massive chore to release these rewards. I mean, they could be front-loading this shit right now. It probably already is front-loaded, I would think. Am I being a cynic here? Yeah, but you're cynical for for good reason, though, because we know how EA tends to to operate in in these things. And yeah, it's purely 
but it, it's a freebie, so no one has any right to fucking complain. You know, it was literally just something to do at the back end of, of FIFA 21, just to keep people ticking over until this launch was ready. You haven't spent any money on it, so the fact you're getting anything is is cool as far as I'm concerned. But yes, it's something that most people would benefit from right at the beginning when they need it most. But that will stop people ultimately from buying FIFA points, and that's the bottom line of it, essentially. It's not a big mystery as far as I'm concerned. Yep. Yep. And the last thing that we want to touch on in these this pitch notes that came out yesterday, they had a bullet in there about this year they're expanding offerings for EA Play members in addition to 10 early access hours and you have a 10% member discount on FIFA points and other EA digital purchases. Members will get seasonal boosts in foot, seasonal Volta coins and apparel items in Volta football as well as monthly foot stadium customization items throughout the season. I mentioned this in our DMs. I never canceled EA Play last year. And I got seasonal boosts and I got the specific monthly custom items for being an EA Play member. I don't see how this is a an addition in any way as far as foot goes, but maybe it is for Volta. I'm still trying to figure out what that is. So if you are an EA Play member and you like the cosmetic things, maybe maybe this is for you. But um the seasonal boosts are handy. I mean, they're worth having. But apart from that, I mean, I, if if you're going to continue your EA Play subscription for the sake of a, um, I don't know, the fucking badger teeth or something, then you uh, you need to have words with somebody professional. We did get that. Uh, what what was it? What was that music that that Matt educated us on last year? It was the uh, oh the um, the mall music the vape the vaporwave? I, I use that all year. It was awesome. Vaporwave. We got the Vaporwave kits last year. I rocked that one for like three months. That was awesome. With the mall music. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're in a Vaporwave, maybe stick around. Someone at EA knows their shit. Well, they did 15 years ago. Yeah. Exactly. So they go to a lot of shopping malls. <laughs> so going through our community questions, uh, it looks like Osmu, Mark Davo, and Isodad asked questions about all of the topics that we discussed already in this episode of Footballer Season 2. If you have anything more specific you want us to get into, please reach out. Let us know. Rob <laughs> Rob Styles actually just posted one, a new question. With the new change in which using a fullback or midfielder as a center back will have a severe negative impact on the player who is being used out of position, will this be an issue for teams starting with four-back balanced formation but have a three- or five-back formation set up in their custom tactics, being that someone who is not a natural center back will have to move into that third center back role? I know the obvious solution is to have a third center back on your bench for situations like this. I'm curious if anyone has any information regarding this. Don't quote me on this, but uh, don't quote me on this. But I've I've heard it on the grapevine from several reputable sources that the uh, the nerf to fullbacks playing in the centre back position is not actually that much of a big deal. So uh, we'll see when the game comes out. But uh, from from what I can gather, the uh, the fullback at centre back meta is is probably still going to be there. I did it in the beta. It felt just fine. Is it stand to reason that they've probably just made centre-backs faster rather than making full-backs worse, and that kind of eliminates the issue to a point? I think that could be the rub. Yeah. Well, we don't have any more questions. Um, I think we're right about out of time for this week, but Steve, you have anything else you want to add before we close out, man? Nothing except that I'm I'm so amped that this is going to be the, the last pod we record before 22's out. Um, I, honestly, like a kid at Christmas, can't, can't wait to get my hands on it, can't wait to figure it out, can't wait to see what's different, can't wait to build my squad, can't wait to, to be back next week talking about what the game's actually like, what our experiences are. 
Yeah, really exciting time. Re- really amped. Good to be back. Um, preview packs. They're in. Check them every day. Good call, man. Good call. Yeah, they did mention that. I would just echo largely what, what Steve said. This is always my my favourite time of the game cycle. I think for, for people who have been playing Ultimate Team for a long time, I think this is where their experience of how the game in general operates, including the market, sort of pays off more than their ability at the game, per se. And you do get to use some teams that you won't see in a month or two's time. So, yeah, I like the variety aspect. It's the most fun time of the FIFA cycle. So, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to it. And... Uh, Hopefully you guys are too, and then we can help each other out along the way. It'll be great. It's time to be enjoyed. It really is. Yeah, looking forward to seeing some Matt Meta. Matt Meta. Yeah. It's a, it's a week one guarantee. It's the one week that will work. Have we got a marijuana Fellaini rating yet? Have we? I'm fully expecting it to be a silver this year, which may or may not be a good thing. But he did, he did get a team of the season. I'm optimistic that this might actually be the year of the big men. We'll, we'll see with the uh, with some of the changes that they've advertised. I, I think that maybe it could be more relevant. So I'm going to stay tuned to Matt Meta before patch one, anyway. And it wouldn't be a footballers episode if we didn't mention further Mindy. So further Mindy, there we go. That's for you, wise. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in this week. We look forward to kicking off FIFA 22 with everybody. And we'll be back next week, hopefully, with more insight on what's to come and some actual gameplay discussion. See you then. Sports Social Podcast Network.